Good day, everybody, and welcome to Astronomy Daily for Friday, the 28th of July, 2023. My name is Tim Gibbs, and I will be your host for today's episode. As usual, I have my AI assistant and brilliant reporter, Hallie, here in the studio with me. Hallie, have you got some headlines for us today? I sure do, Tim. Here are my top headlines for today. Massive meteor shower to peak over Australia this weekend with up to 20 shooting stars an hour. A stunning meteor shower called the Delta Aquariates will be visible over Australia this weekend, providing Australia with a light show of up to 20 shooting stars every hour. Delta Aquariates will provide a steady stream of meteors over several days, starting from the wee hours, and stargazers won't need a telescope to enjoy the event. Delta Aquariates is active from July 12th to August 23rd, with the peak of the meteor shower taking place in the early hours of July 29th and July 30th. The peak is predicted for July 30th, 2023, at 18 UTC. But this shower doesn't have a noticeable peak. It rambles along steadily from late July through early August, joining forces with the August Perseides, EarthSky.org, says. The name of the shower comes from the constellation in the night sky that it appears to be traveling directly outward from, Royal Museum's Greenwich, RMG, explains. For the Delta Aquariids, the radiant of the shower lies inside the constellation of Aquarius near the bright star Delta Aquarii. Your naked eye is the best instrument to use to see meteors. Don't use binoculars or a telescope as these have narrow fields of view. Start your meteor watch from around 2 a.m. to increase your chances of spotting meteors, says RMG. Once you've located Delta Aquarii on the sky, look away from the radiant point. If you look in the direction of the radiant you will only see short meteors. The Delta Aquariids is a small to medium shower, reaching a peak rate of around 20 meteors per hour. SpaceX misses attempt for record-breaking double launch attempt. SpaceX on Thursday again scrubbed the launch of its Falcon Heavy rocket and EchoStar's Jupiter 3 satellite, missing an opportunity for a record-setting double launch. The company was scheduled to launch the Falcon Heavy rocket within 44 minutes of launching a Falcon 9 rocket, carrying Starlink satellites which, according to a report in Spaceflight Now, would break a record for the shortest time between Cape Canaveral launches. SpaceX is targeting Friday, July 28th for Falcon Heavy's launch of the Hughes-Jupiter-3 mission to a geosynchronous transfer orbit from Launch Complex 39A, LC-39A, at Kennedy Space Center in Florida, the company said in a press release. The 99-minute launch window opens at 11.04 p.m. Eastern Time, 3.04 Universal Time coordinated on July 29th. A backup opportunity is available on Saturday, July 29th with the same window. The Falcon 9 launch is still expected to occur around 11.10 p.m. Eastern Time, according to another press release from the company. That rocket will carry 22 Starlink satellites into low Earth orbit from Space Launch Complex 40 at Cape Canaveral, Space Force Station in Florida. If the weather does not cooperate with the launch, backup opportunities are also available just after midnight and again Friday evening starting at 10.04 p.m. Eastern Time until 12.26 a.m. on Saturday, meaning the two rockets could still launch in a close span. The Falcon Heavy launch had also been scrubbed Wednesday with just over a minute left in the countdown and no reason was provided, at the time. 
The Jupiter-3 satellite is reportedly the largest commercial communications satellite ever constructed and will have the wingspan of a commercial airliner when deployed. The Astronomy Daily Podcast. Uh, following on from Halley's earlier story, SpaceX has successfully launched 22 Starlink satellites. SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 rocket with a payload of 22 Starlink satellites into space early Friday from For- Florida's famed Cape Canaveral after having scrubbed the launch of a separate mission Thursday night. The rocket launched at 12.01 a.m. Friday from Space Launch Complex 40 at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. Up to four backup launch opportunities were available to SpaceX to launch the nearly two dozen satellites into low Earth object, low Earth orbit, where they will join Starlink's constellation of orbitals that provide high-speed, low-latency internet around the globe. The launch occurred shortly after SpaceX scrubbed a Falcon Heavy mission that was to lift off late Thursday. No reason for aborting the mission was immediately made public. The first stage booster used in early Friday launch flew its 15th mission after deploying its payload into space. The launch vehicle returned to Earth where it landed upon the autonomous shortfall of Gravitas drone ship stationed in the Atlantic Ocean. Both fairing halves used in the launch were on their second mission and were to be retrieved by Bob the recovery vehicle. Astronomers find a rare Einstein cross. Gravitational lensing is one of astronomy's many great wonders, a natural lens that magnifies the distant universe. Sometimes a lensing system takes the shape of a so-called Einstein cross. Those are rare and amazingly useful ways to study objects far away in space and time. A team of astronomers recently found a new one using the dark energy spectroscope instrument mounted on a telescope at Kitt Peak National Observatory. The instrument is surveying the skies and has found many instances of gravitational lensing. Following observations show that the new one to be both beautiful and a scientific treasure trove of information about the early universe. The lens system called DESI 253.2534 plus 26.8843 is actually a massive foreground elliptical galaxy surrounded by four blue images of a background galaxy. Team leader Alexander Sitoka of Norilab pointed out what those images that form a perfect Einstein cross, cross pattern reveal. The four images that display con- uh, consistent spectral features tell the astronomers that the source is a single galaxy which allowed them to confirm the lens system, he said. The cross pattern tells them about the mass distribution of the lens galaxy. Elongated mass distribution results in Einstein crosses, and a a spherical mass distribution would would result in an Einstein ring. This latest Einstein cross has some interesting statistics. The main galaxy doing the lensing lies about 5.998 billion light-years away. The distant galaxy that it's lensing is more than 11.179 billion light-years away. Thus, the foreground lensing galaxy is giving an amazing look at the galaxy in the early universe. Now, over to you, Hallie, for a terrible joke. Absolutely. Here's another dad joke for you, and it's not astronomy-related. I am branching out. Why do chicken coops only have two doors?
because if they had four, they'd be a chicken sedan. <laughs> that is just a terrible joke. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Astronomy Daily. You can find all of our episodes, plus our parent podcast, Space Nuts, at spacenuts.io or at bytes.com. And don't forget, you can join in the conversation yourself by going to our Facebook page, Space Nuts Podcast Group. You can hear Steve Dunkley on Mondays and myself, Tim Gibbs, on Fridays for a full show. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye for now. Thanks, Tim. TTFN. The Astronomy Daily Podcast. Bye.